Film Autopsy. Oh, oh, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just finished watching all the trailers that were premiered at the San Diego Comic Con. And I am really tired. Of, I am really tired about the end of the world. <laughs> the end of the world. It's like, you've got to save the world. Why do you have to save the world? Just relax, man. Just enjoy yourself. Have a good meal. <laughs> so in any case. Could you imagine uh, if that was like in the movie? I mean, you know, all these colors <laughs> that we're showing, you know, the, the new Game of Thrones, the new Lord of the Rings, the new everything. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. John Wick, whatever. Right, so, right. the world. What? <laughs> Enjoy yourself, man. What yeah. is going on? Yeah, All you action movie maniacs out there. It's your boy, Fat Samurai Guy, back again with another episode of Action Film Autopsy. That's right. With the Kung Fu Santa himself, the legend. Rick Myers, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing good. <laughs> I, was, I was just doing the five animal styles. Let's see. There was, you know, Mantis <laughs> and there was Tiger. And there was Panther and all Dragon. Stuff. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, the dragon is this actually. The dragon oh, oh, okay. You know, I'm trying to remember. I'm, I'm. Oh yeah, monkey style. Monkey style. Mm -hmm. That's my and uh, snake. Oh, that was snake. That wasn't monkey. I'm, I was born in the year of snake. Anyway, enough about that. We got a lot of stuff going on this time. Oh yes, we got some uh, some live action goodies and a whole bunch of animated goodies here tonight. Oh, Hold on, got to do the roll call. Oh, yeah. See who's here hanging out with us. Severio, what's going on? Booyakasha, that's right. Adam what is going down. Lady Danish. Heather in the house. Eric, Todd Johnson. The sexy sumo is Yay, in the house. Sumo. Hey, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Todd Johnson says here, Kung Fu Santa is dope. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like it. Throwing it up. Throwing it up. That's right. That's right. That's right, man. <laughs> Ooh, what do you got there? I mean. I'm 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 getting ready because as usual I'm going to have a shirt for every movie we talk about. All right, all right. You can probably guess what movie we'll be doing first by this shirt. Yes, let's go ahead and jump right into our first movie. And that God of War. God of War: Battle of the Three Kingdoms. And I I have not seen this, but I saw the Haya uh, trailer fight clip teaser. Right. And I was I was enjoying the fight. It was short, but they were showing just like highlights of the fight. Right. And I was like, "Oh man, I gotta I gotta see if this is good or bad." Well, that's why we got Rick here. It's both. <laughs> okay. It's both. Okay. It's actually more good than bad. Okay. I you know Haya is showing all this stuff they're getting from TV, Chinese TV, and streaming services. Okay. So these these are actual movies, and God of War. Uh, I love the previous God of War movie with, with Sammo and Vincent Zhao. Yes, and, that was good. Oji Karada. I yeah. thought that was great. So I was looking forward to this one too because I know about the Battle of the Three Kingdoms. This is another great example of what... This is a cheap China movie, but it looks like it was made for billions. It is absolutely glorious to look at. Huge cast beautiful costumes, great sets, great props, you know, all the swords, of course. Each sword, I'd like to have each one of these swords in this movie because each of them is individual. The acting is good. It's really sweeping and exciting. All right. So I really, really loved it. 
until they started to fight. Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> okay. Some of the fight, I would say 35% of the fight, maybe even 40% of the fight is really good. Okay. But then that other 60%. Oh, no. It's wires. It's okay. wires. It's floating people. It's it's wuxia. The Chinese are much more interested, much more uh, accustomed to wuxia. Right. You right, guys right, know, right. I think most of the audience, most of you watchers know what wuxia is. W-U-X-I-A. That's Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. You know, the floating guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This isn't floating. These are semi-flying. But okay. also it's clear it's being done with wires, but the wires are completely invisible. So these guys look more superhero than superhero. Okay. And you... I love, you know, let me let me quote my buddy uh, Kung Fu Panda. I love Kung Fu. <laughs> so when they're... Skadoosh. So what you think? So when, when, and don't misuse Skadoosh. Skadoosh <laughs> always signifies the next step on the road to, you know, evolution and enlightenment. It's not just something he says, which we'll get to that because we've got Kung Fu Panda coming up uh, okay. later in the animation. But I love Kung Fu. So when it is balanced, gravity-based Kung Fu, mm-hmm. that's my favorite because that's right. exciting because mm-hmm. these are true artists. And they have some nice gravity-based kung fu in this, but they keep jumping to the to the flying. And I'm going, no, 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 stay with the really cool kung fu. Stay with the really gravity-based stuff. But they don't. So, you know, for a while while I'm watching the movie, and again, another great thing about these movies that Haya have on, they're 90 minutes. Oh, they're not okay. two hours and a half. Right, right, right. You get through them and they move along. They have to move along in 90 minutes or less. So, you know, for about 45 minutes after the, and there's a lot of fights in the movie, you know, I would be doing this. <laughs> oh, they're, good. they're doing wire work. I want to do regular kung fu. Oh, I'm mad. But then I started going, buddy, relax. Chill out. Enjoy it. Because you don't get a lot of kung fu anymore. Right, right, right. And right. so I, you know, so lay back if you're going okay. to be screwed, you know the old tank. Lay back and lay back and enjoy it. So and, this doesn't even have at least a good balance like the Yuan Wuping films, where you have a lot of wire work but really awesome kung fu grounded no, fight you know, scenes. If you remember, we'll be talking about the Comic Con, uh, our kung fu extravaganza at the Comic Con this Friday, right, right, on, right, on this very same channel. But you remember the trailer, the advanced trailer that you guys showed of. of the wall, walled in. Walled in, yeah, yeah. Walled in city. Now you saw they were using wires there, but you won't notice the wires at the end because that's Sammo Hung controlling right. the wires. And you right. also mentioned another master, Yun Wu Ping. Yun Wu Ping is again, it's kind of like you see a movie with John Travolta dancing, and you can't compare that to Fred Astaire or Gene right. Kelly. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing. If you're if you're invoking the name of Yun Wu Ping and Sammo Hung. They're above, they're head and shoulders above everybody else. And the right. guys who do these streaming movies, they're not in that category. They're, they're work for hire. They're, they're craftsmen. But they're not artists like Yun Wu Ping and Samo. So again, the wires are not going to be extraordinary. They'll be noticeable. I, I bet you in, in Walled In, you won't even notice the wires. 
I didn't even notice the wires when I watched the trailer. To be honest, yeah. I was I was just blown. Go. I was just completely blown away with. Yeah. with I was and looking at. It, I was like, "Oh my it. god!" But anyway, um, we'll also be talking about the Chinese movies that I introduced at the Kung Fu Extravaganza. So if you don't have Haya yet, I can highly recommend it. But again, watch. You won't be wasting your time with God of War. You won't be wasting okay. your time with Unbending Mr. Fong. You won't be wasting your time with Ip Man the Awakening. These are all fun, good movies. So that's um, it. all right. So God of War, it. God of War. Just a quick question before we move yeah. on. God of War Two was that any good? Because there was a God of War Two, and I, then this movie. You know who? Do you know who was in that one? No, it wasn't Vincent Zhao. He didn't return. He was just oh, in that I'll first to, one. Is that on Haya? I think it might be on. Oh, there. then I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, I was curious about. I'll check movie. it out, and we'll talk about it in the August. Sure, sure. Uh, Sexy Sumo says, Rick, you were missed on the panel, my friend. You guys are awesome, and thanks again for the opportunity to enjoy such a beautiful event. Awesome. <laughs> well, what do we got now? Oh, we've got All right. Princess next. Yes, everyone knows that Samurai's favorite. <laughs> I've already talked about it, so let's... Uh, oh, what, my did audience you say? Already... what did you say? What did you say? What did I say? Yeah, what did you say? Uh, there was a lot of, there was a lot of bad, there was a lot of problems. There was a lot of things I hated. There was some disappointing things like when the Olga fight at the end was so like, oh, we got to end it, which was like a waste. Yeah. Uh, but I was, I was more positive about it than Kyle was. Um, I know she did train hard. Joey did for the role. And there were some things I actually did kind of like, believe it or not. I was actually okay with it. But I didn't, I I gave it a C, Rick. I gave it a C for average. That's fair. Because the director, he did, he he did that movie Fury. Fury, right. A couple of years ago at the uh, extravaganza. Which I really liked. I liked that. Well, I, I, I had problems with Fury. Okay. You know, whenever an Asian director comes to America, there's always problems. Because, you know, the Americans... As Stephen Fung told me when he did Into the Badlands, all they told him to do is make it look cool, not make it look smart, not make mm-hmm. it look effective, not make it look involving, just make it look cool. <laughs> and I figured that's what would happen to this director as well. But it's it's a strong female character. And I still felt that the action was flawed and mm-hmm. the movie was flawed, but right. you could do worse. Yeah. it's a, You're right. C is fair. Okay. I might give it a C plus, you know, an, a C plus for effort. Not an right, A right. for a C plus for effort. Because she's in there plugging. And it's, yeah. at least it's a step in the right direction. Right. And and uh, believe it or not, I mean, I did enjoy some of the action at the end. Uh, yeah. when, she, when it seemed like, it, it was weird. It was like by the end of the movie, she seemed a little bit more comfortable uh, yeah. with the sword. But early on, she it was she looked awkward. But I wanted to see more Veronica, man. Like, of course. Okay, come on, man. Get some more Veronica in there. That's the um, problem with these Ameri- with the American versions. They don't balance. Yes. So, you know, I'm the yin yang sign guy, and I want a balance of style and substance. And they just sort of like, again, let's make it simple. Let's make it easy. Jet Li was telling me that when they when the when they made it their classic kung fu movies, it was one week of acting and three weeks of fights. Yeah. In America. It's three weeks of acting and one week of fights. Mm-hmm. So of course, yep. it's not going to be as good. Right, right, right. 
Uh, anything else on the princess before we? What I, I talked more about it than you did, Rick. <laughs> yeah, I really don't have a lot to say about okay. it. Okay, I haven't analyzed it. I watched it in passing. Right. I had a lot of work to do this week. I'll tell you right. the truth. I didn't see it. <laughs> oh, you didn't see it. I didn't see it. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to talk about it, but I didn't see it. Okay. All right. The well, thing I just said was a guess. <laughs> it was just a guess. An educated guess, maybe, but a guess. All right. All right, copy that. But yeah, it's 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 harmless. <laughs> it's harmless. The other action movie me and Kyle talked about was Interceptor, and I destroyed that. I gave that movie an F. Okay, I didn't I didn't see that. I yeah, didn't even know you, what that is. If you if you want to test yourself, Rick, if you want, you can watch Interceptor. But anyway, let's keep on going. What, wait, um, who's, in it, who's in Interceptor? Uh man, I forget her name, but she's she's Mrs. Hemsworth. Oh, 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 I heard about that. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh my god, I avoided that. Yeah, keep, you yeah, keep avoiding I heard it. That it was just painful. I'm yeah, getting. To, I'll get to another Netflix movie that's painful. Okay, <laughs> we're we're warming up to that though, right? At least from my, as from yeah. as far as All right, what's next? All right, let's go ahead and jump right into uh, Miss Marvel. Now, now you oh, enjoyed. Are we doing the Marvels first? I thought we were going to save the Marvels to the end. We could do that. We could do that. We're going to start let's with the animation. Go ahead. Let's see. Yeah, I think that's it. We have one more live action, but we're going to save that till the end. Uh, well, the, gonna... the Marvels are live action, and the Netflix is. I meant live action movie. I meant. All right, so we've let's, got. Yeah, go let's go ahead and jump into uh, animation here. All right, you have okay. That's a good one to start with, but again, we've got a problem with that one because it doesn't come out till the 29th. Okay. So I believe neither of us has seen it. No. So let's guess. How do you uh, think it's it's it'll be it'll be it's obviously for kids uh it'll be harmless <laughs> i don't know uh, well, this is not something samurai guy would see unless i'm really bored and it's free i think the names at the top of the poster are the things that will tell you what this will be like <laughs> okay in other words if you're going to expecting to see crypto and his friend you're not going to be seeing Crypto and his friend. Right. You're going to be seeing Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Kevin Hart. And yeah. you'll be hearing them. And they probably made up most of their dialogue. And as such, probably. again, we'll see on the basis of the trailer, there was nothing in it that I found particularly funny or no. interesting or smart. Of course, it looks like it could be fun for kids, and hopefully it is, and we'll see it eventually when it shows up on whatever, HBO, HBO Max, or HBO Max. Whatever, whatever handles Warner Brothers now. Yeah. But yeah, my guess is that, um, yeah, my guess is that I probably will, I'd give it a, a C. And if, give it's, it a C. if it has a laugh or two, a C plus. But again, we'll talk about that in the August edition. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What's the next cartoon? All right, let's keep it on going here. It's, let's, yeah, go ahead. Just talk. All us. right, let's go to... And I'll put on it, the show. I think okay I've if we... <laughs> here we go. Oh, Pause of Fury. Yeah, I do have a shirt for that. Hold on. <laughs> the uh, Legend of Hank. Okay. <laughs> now, before you uh, talk about the movie, Rick, because you, yeah. you have seen this, I have not. I saw the poster and I was offended. Yep. I was immediately offended. I know there's I know there's people in here we like. 
But I was a little offended because I was like, we just had three. There you go. There you go. Represent. I have the we, samurai. There we go. <laughs> love it. Love it. Okay. Go ahead. We just had three Kung Fu Panda movies and that a, you were that you were involved in. And a new television show. Right. So I was only involved in one in the first Nickelodeon television series and the original movie. I was not right. involved in the sequels, and I wasn't involved in the television sequel. Okay. Netflix also had another uh, Kung Fu Panda series. But there's tons of movies like this trying to be Kung Fu Panda, but they're and, like bootleg ripoffs. That and we'll be video. talking about another one of them after that. Yeah. But I was just saw this, I was like, oh, this is going to theater. Okay. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Rick. You've seen it. Uh, well, it is... It is, um, what's, I, I'm trying to find a perfect word to describe this. When a producer creates something to take advantage of good things that people have liked, yeah, that means they're talking down to their audience. They're saying, we're just going to give you shit because we know you'll accept it. Right. And also, since I did work with Kung Fu Panda, and I am um, Minion Myers, mm -hmm. it's a caricature uh, drawn by the co-director of this movie, which we'll get to. How fun. So I, and also since I did a lecture for Walt Disney Animation Studio, and I wrote a book on animation, which was, which was killed the week because the company went under the week before. Did I tell you the story? The company went under. I did for one week only the world of exploitation films for this company called New Century. They contracted me to do a book called Cartoon Art, the World of Film Animation, which I finished. And it was, it, they went to press. They had, they were ready to go onto the press with it. They had all, all the things ready. And then they put out a book called In Search of Gandhi by Sir Richard Attenborough. Uh, which was about the making of Gandhi. And that book did so poorly, it killed the company. Wow. They went under a week before my book was supposed to come out. And so they wouldn't even give me the plates back so I could have it published myself. So yeah. in any case, long story short, get, although that's too late for that now, <laughs> um, I love animation. I absolutely love animation. And they do really wonderful work. And we'll be talking about some wonderful animated movies on the show today. Pause of Fury was not one of them. Pause of Fury was a ripoff, was a, it wasn't even an homage. It was a ripoff. And as a person who understands the difference between China and Japan. <laughs> oh no, they did that? I, well, of course. They're oh, saying they didn't God. want to call this Kung Fu dog. Because that would have been too obvious. Yeah. They said, well, let's take Fist of Fury and just put Paws of Fury because we have dogs and cats. And then, of course, it becomes what I have called several times in these shows, Chop Saki Sui. Which means if it's they don't care if it's Japanese. They don't care if it's Chinese. They're just going to do whatever they want. Because they're just, if you'll excuse the expression... <laughs> One from column A, one from column B. Again, that's Chinese. That's American Chinese. Mm -hmm. That phrase, one from column A, one from column B. 
And that's what they did. And they're supposed to be making a Japanese movie. But they're not. They're wow. making Chop Saki Sui. Right. And, and also, you also knew that all the jokes were easy. And the majority of them seemed to be based on the rear end. Farting and naked butts and <laughs> all that sort of stuff. So this was... I don't know if a kid... Somebody said on and one of your one of your guys said it, you gave it a C minus. Yeah, I think, yeah. I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure it's entertaining enough, but it's insulting. It's right. downgrading. It's insulting the audience by saying you people are stupid. We're just going to give you stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Bye. And for someone like me, it's incredibly insulting. Right. It's kind right, of right. like it's kind of like fuck you guys. It's all the same, Rick. Come on. Fuck you guys. <laughs> you're, you're talking down to me. You're treating right. me like crap. You don't yeah. care, so I don't care. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I should be happy that it's not as bad as it could have been. It wasn't an F. Right. But I'm also very, very, very happy it, it tanked. That oh, it, it did? Really? It failed at the box office big time. Oh, wow. Because wow. I've always said the audience knows. The audience right. is always right. right. If a movie makes more than a hundred million, I want to see that movie to see why. And yeah. if it made less than that, it's because the movie sucked for a variety yep. of reasons. And usually because the producer doesn't give a shit and they're just doing it for the money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the reaction I expected <laughs> from uh, Kung Fu Santa. Yeah, I was just like, "Oh God, this is this is going to be really bad. It's going to be garbage." It's a good time waster. It's not. It's right. It's not, it's not a time killer. It's a time waster. Right, right. All right, let's move on. What do we got next? Let's go ahead and jump into this now, since we're talking it. Since we're yeah. talking about it. What? All right. Hold on. Changing my shirt. <laughs> and you're. I think I don't know if I've worn this shirt on this show before, but and I don't know if you've ever seen it because I rarely wear it. Because first, I'll show you. I'll show you the front before I put it on. Here's the front. And here's the back. I don't. I don't think I've seen that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It is. This is the. Uh, this is the original Kung Fu Panda crew shirt. Oh, okay. This is the crew shirt for Kung Fu for the, Kung, the original Kung Fu Panda movie, which again shows you how class. What a class act those guys are. And and they kindly gave me one since I worked on the movie. That's awesome. So. When I watched Kung Fu Panda, what is it, The Dragon Knight? Yes. The Dragon Knight. Here's the deal. The reason that this came back, because they had already had another series, there was not a lot of interest in it. It was okay. wasn't as good as the first and the third movie. I've always felt the second movie sucked. It wasn't as good as the original Nickelodeon TV series. So I figured out we wouldn't see Dragon uh, we wouldn't see Kung Fu Panda for a while. But then Jack Black had nothing to do. You know, it was it was the pandemic. Uh-huh. He said, I'll come back. Because he didn't do the voices for any of the TV shows until right. this. Okay. So you notice that he has a producer credit on this. Hmm. This is terrible. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> this movie... Is series 
series, you're right. Yes. I wish it was a movie because it would have been over in two hours. <laughs> it is, again, Kung Fu Panda 2. I always said it shouldn't have been called Kung Fu Panda. It should have been called Martial Arts Marsupial because <laughs> there's no Kung Fu in Kung Fu Panda 2. There's no Kung Fu in this. Hmm. This should have been Martial Arts Marsupial <laughs> Dragon Knight. It is, not only is the Kung Fu terrible, but this was a, a huge surprise to me. The animation was cheap. Hmm. I can't say the animation, a man, I can't say, no, I can't say the, I am going to say the animation was terrible because I know I saw the other ones. Right, right. Animation was terrible. Now, something we're going to talk about a little when it was the upcoming animations, which are better than this one, is that animation is in two basic parts. There's the design, and then there's the animation itself. Right, right. The design is how the characters look. And of course, in Kung Fu Panda, they already have the character design. So they didn't have to worry about that. That other character, bring back that picture again. Uh, the character on the left is the female partner to, because the, the Fabulous Five aren't in, aren't in this. Really? It's this new female, whatever she is, Panda. Mm -hmm. And if you watch her move in the show, it looks like this was done at home. Oh, no. A Coleco 64. <laughs> Let me show you how she moves. She moves, okay. you know, she moves her hands like this. And then she moves her body like when she walks. Oh, no. It's like, it's like animatics. It's like, huh. it's like they took, it's like they ran out of money after they finished the animatics and they just are showing the animatics. Mm. It's very, very close to limited animation. Wow. And it was like, I'm going, and then of course, spoiler alert, like you needed me to say that, I'm a living spoiler alert. It also does something which I detest. It ends on a cliffhanger. Oh, it, they're that confident, huh? Not even a cliffhanger. Just like, oh, we're not done. We'll see you. On, we'll see you on the sequel. Because I'm Jack Black. Yeah. So they gave me money to do a sequel to this because it's Netflix. Wow. What does Netflix care? So it's like, all right, this this is incredibly insulting. You know, this, this not not even insulting. This was. This was an insult to Kung Fu Panda. This was, what's the word when you know they they sh this was shameful. It was a mockery. Oh yes, this was a this was a mockery of Kung Fu Panda. We have been bamboozled. I I was <laughs> I was very disappointed. Very disappointed. So now let's so, get into some so all the all the money went to Jack Black and not the animation. Because <laughs> usually that's what happens when you see a bad movie and you look at the budget and you go, okay, they pocketed most of this. Right, right. Yeah. Wow. All right. He's great. I love him, but this was not a good show. Not even the Fabulous Fives in there. That's disappointing. Wow. Because again, from a from a talking about actors and actors who are now producers, he didn't want anybody to distract from him. Mm. Okay. You know? Okay. So the Fabulous uh -huh. Five, and they would have cost money getting the Fabulous Five. That's true. Voices, that would have cost money. That's not going to happen. Yeah, that's not going to happen. What do we got next? All right.
So we're on a we're on a roll here with Pause of Fury and, and Kung Fu Panda, the Dragon Knight. Uh offending Rick. That's right. He's not happy. What's so that? let's let's get to uh something that won't offend me. I'm curious. Yeah. Uh I'll be honest. Did this you. did this offend Rick? <laughs> Minions, the rise of groove. <laughs> I look. I hope this is your this is your avatar on Facebook. I, oh yes, of course it is. Okay, good. <laughs> and also, you were kind enough to send me these. I got t-shirts. Oh, oh, there you go. That's 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 so that's great. That's perfect. I got a black one and a red one. Um, yes. The minions. The minions. Myers t-shirt. So in any case, here's here's the story. Years ago. Uh, this uh, I worked with them in two, 2019. This movie was going to come out in 2020, and then something happened. <laughs> so I, I wonder what. And so they delayed it for two years. This was also this was a wonderful production. They did it half in L.A. and they did it half in Paris. Oh wow! And I kept on saying, "Send me to the studio in Paris," because they did the. <laughs> They did the majority of the uh, animation in Paris with a mm-hmm. with a French director. They have uh, Illumination and Universal has an animation studio in France, and so they they brought their approach to it. But then the associate producer of the movie got in touch with me, and I said, "How'd you find me?" And they said, "Well, somebody from DreamWorks told us about you." Because we want to put Kung Fu into the new Minions movie. And I went, why on earth would you want to do that? Because they already did Kung Fu Panda. And they just said, I think we can do it in a way that works very well. And I said, well, so I I spent, geez, months and months um, working with them. I I have a huge file of material that I sent them. Oh wow! They did with it with it what they wanted, and I didn't get to see the movie until now, and I was very flattered because right. unlike Walt Disney, who didn't listen to me for Raya and the Last Dragon and didn't listen to me for the live action Mulan, mm. these guys listened to me. All right, these guys listened to me. There were some things over the years. I sent them a lot of clips because they asked me a lot of questions and I sent them a lot of pictures. I sent them a lot of clips from other movies, which is what I did for Kung Fu Panda as well. But also (laughs) some very specific things. It's always great to work with a company who is willing to love Kung Fu, but knows nothing about it. Because I said, this is martial arts. This is Kung Fu. And you should be doing Kung Fu because you've got the minions. You've got the minions. They should be doing minion food. They should be doing <laughs> banana food. They should do what, of course, <laughs> the co- the two directors changed. The two directors changed my, uh, you know, I wanted to call it, I wanted to call it Rufu, uh-huh. to call it, you know, minion food or banana food. They turned <laughs> it into dumb food. <laughs> that works. But again, I pointed out, the minions are not dumb. Sometimes they're silly, but they're really not dumb. In fact, yeah, look at Kevin there. 
Hold on, I got to get you another thing they sent me. Okay, it's okay. No, buy now. Uh, bring it back to me. Kung Fu Kevin. Funko Pop has Kung Fu Kevin. <laughs> and if you look at Kevin in that picture, he is not looking stupid. He's looking yeah. pretty crafty. And also, let's see, um, who's the one-eyed one on the left? I know that I know their names. It's it's Bob. It's Kevin. Not Otto. Otto's the one with braces. Uh, but the one-eyed one, uh, Stuart. Okay. Stuart does the smartest thing in the movie, and it was something I suggested, and I love to see it. Uh, which was when Madame Chow, voiced by Michelle Yeoh, who was originally going to be a chef, but they changed her into an acupuncturist, hopefully on the basis of my influence. But when she when she says break this board with your head, and I understood why they did that, and I said, you know, we don't break boards with our heads in kung fu. That's martial arts again. But I allowed it because it led to the best kung fu joke I thought in the movie, which was that Kevin went to try to break the board with his head, and he just kept trying and kept failing. He was banging, 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 banging head of the board, and he wouldn't break it. Yeah. And then Stuart comes up and goes. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. And then looks like he's going to do it himself. Instead, he grabs, I mean, he grabs Kevin and starts banging <laughs> Kevin on the board again. And I, and I yelled at them, now that's Kung Fu. Exactly right. That's the way a Kung Fu guy would do it. They wouldn't hurt themselves. They'd take someone else and use them to do it. And then they had the beginning of the joke that I suggested to them, which was with... Um, Again with um, Bob, I guess, uh, where where Madame Chow discovers that Bob can't be hurt. There's that okay. sequence in the movie where she just she starts dropping things on him, and she just yeah. keeps dropping things on him until she drops an entire safe on him, and it opens it up, and he's still fine. <laughs> and I said, guys. Remember, Kung Fu is two things. It's set up and payoff. Right. And what I was disappointed in the movie with, but not a lot because it was still a very enjoyable movie, was that they set up that Bob could not be hurt. So they should have paid it off. And I think the place they should have paid it off, and maybe they cut it out of the movie, is that after Madame Chow kicks Kevin, okay, she says, block this kick. And again, I'm going, I'm telling Kung Fu is not about blocking. It's not about blocking. Um, but she kicks Kevin and he goes through a bunch of redwood trees. Then they should have had a moment with Bob. Yeah, okay. Where okay. He, you know, where he takes she kicks him and her her leg acts like a, a, a um or she dodges, she stops from kicking Bob because she knows what would happen. Because her, her leg would turn into an accordion. Right, right, right. And then later, of course, when he becomes one, his animal style, I was hoping, again, his invulnerability would come into play. But they didn't do it. But right. that was okay. There was enough that was really enjoyable. The Kung Fu was not A+. plus. Yes, Jake, you're right. It was entertaining. It wasn't as entertaining as it could have been as far as I'm concerned. But they listened to me enough and of course, what's the main? I'll never forget the day, the day the director got in touch with the associate producer, and the associate producer 
asked her to ask me, what should they wear? And I went, the only thing they should wear is the game of death. They should become living bananas. They should become in the living banana foo. They should all be wearing the, the yellow the track, the track suit with the yeah. black, with the black yeah. stripes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, I, actually, it's funny. Brad, the co-director, didn't dress me in that. He gave me my master outfit. I'm the master of dumb food. Dumb food. Right. Right, so I, right. I, I've got to get a, an outfit like this. It's black with, yeah, black with red stripes. <laughs> That's great. I got to get that outfit. Come on, make Funko Pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, apparently you can make your own Funko Pop. You know, Conan O'Brien did that, but I don't think I can afford that. Yeah, and I already have Kevin. So, so yeah. you know, uh, Minions uh, rising through, and also the rest of the movie beyond the Kung Fu was more enjoyable for me, of course, because they had those superhero characters, they had the black exploitation characters, they had a lot, yeah, the, the what were they called, the Sinister Six? What were they called? I, I haven't seen the movie. Something said, oh, it's a great movie, you should say. <laughs> all of those guys are, are voiced by these wonderful actors. You know, Jean-Claude Van, Van Clam, or Claw, Van, Jean-Claude Van Damme, yeah. voiced by Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's brilliant. I mean, it's a it's yeah. an enormously fun movie, and they have they have biker allusions. There's a lot of allusions to all sorts of different movies. And okay, it has great energy and great speed and great. What this movie had that none of the other movies had, animated movies we were talking about. This movie has love. These guys who made this movie love movies. There you go. You can tell it by why, and also the animation is glorious. Not as glorious as the last movie we're going to be doing, and the last animated movie we're going to do. Not yes. as glorious as that, but still glorious animation. Are we doing the last animated movie now? Let's let's. Uh, I, well, you want that? Remember that was part of your yin and yang. So oh, yes. we, got, we got to talk about Miss Marvel first, and then we'll get to your yin. And oh, yin. we're going to do the Marvels first. Okay. Yeah. We'll All right. That. I will be put on the Marvel shirt. <laughs> I have a bunch of Marvel shirts, so I just chose the closest one. But I have a bunch of every other shirt, too. So uh, last time we spoke, yeah. you were very high on the show. You enjoyed the first three episodes of Ms. Marvel. And, I watched and, and you really, really liked it a lot. Well, but, you didn't want, but you didn't want to give your, you know... Final. Uh, final yeah, until, until I know, the rest it. of the show, the rest of the episodes came out. So we, we'll wait till you... Uh, Put on my Marvel shirt. Hold on. Okay. I'm on shirt. I need some like. One of my Marvel shirts. So I got the Marvel shirt on. Now, there you go. Miss Marvel was a delight. Miss okay. Marvel was again, there was love involved. You could tell again the people who made it, there was love. There was love for Pakistan, Pakistanis. They were opening up the third world. There was love for the characters. There were love for, yeah. In other words, keep that picture up. Okay. If this was a regular Hollywood production, she would not be starring as Ms. Marvel. The girl to her immediate left would be starring as Ms. Marvel. They would have, uh, you know, a regular studio would have switched the roles. So the in quotes, and I'm making little in quote motions with my hand, the in quote prettier girl, 
the sexier girl uh-huh, would have right. been Ms. Marvel. But they cast it. This whole this whole show was just a love letter to the Middle East, to, to the Pakistanis, to, the, to Indians, all the music, all the design, and her. I mean, she's the most human character who's a superhero that I've seen. You know, Hawkeye is not a superhero. He's a superhero. She's a superhero, but she's still a human being. And she is a terrific bridge to the problems that the problems that Marvel is having nowadays with focus. Since since the um, since the Infinity Stone saga ended, yeah, Marvel's had a problem with their focus. I agree. And and so Ms. Marvel is the start is the is the human bridge into the Eternals. Sangchi, uh, multiverse of madness. She's the human character, and again, she's especially great because she's a bookend with America Chavez. If you saw, you know, the multiverse of madness, yeah, America yeah. Chavez should have been introduced the way Ms. Marvel was introduced, but she just shows up, pops right, in, right, right. and it's like, no man, who is this person? But now I know who Ms. Marvel is. And what's great about Ms. Marvel is she goes directly from her series right into the movie, right into the 2023, uh, the, the Marvels or the Ms. Marvels. Marvel. Yes. Right. And so I'm really looking forward to that now because there's a lot, there's a lot of heart. Yeah. This is the move. That's the word for this show. There's a lot of love in minions. There's a lot of heart in Ms. Marvel. And I just enjoyed every second of it. And I enjoyed, I've watched several episodes. I watched the second to last episode and the last episode twice. So, so uh, what happened here when uh, Captain Marvel showed up? What, what's going on in this sequence? Well, that's the that's the end credit sequence where okay. you know they've established that the bracelet, which is apparently either giving Ms. Marvel or or allowing Ms. Marvel to bring her own mutantness her mutantness out. By focusing on the bracelet, there is a there is a companion. They established that in the first episode of Miss Marvel that there are two of them. There is a, a yin to the yang. There's a yang to the yin. There's a another bookend with another shoe. And I believe, especially after this segment, that Ms. Marvel is the one with the other bracelet. So when it comes to life in the end credit sequence, they switch places. Hmm. So okay. So Ms. Marvel may be in the null zone. So hmm. I mean, so now Captain Marvel has to go and either rescue her or switch back places. She knows that okay, something's up. She's further along in her education in these bracelets than Ms. Marvel is. So okay. that will lead right to the movie. That we have to wait till 2023 to see. All right, so that's what that was about. Okay, all right. So they're setting they're setting it up. They're setting up the they're universe. They're setting up the movie, like obviously. Right. Yeah. So I'm sure all you Captain Marvel fans are really excited. I'm <laughs> <laughs> hey, really excited for doesn't this. Matter. Uh... <laughs> Marvel's fans are going to go see and going to watch everything. I saw Eternals. I wasn't crazy over it, but I saw uh-huh. it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. when the time comes, I'll see it again because all Marvel movies are better the second time. 
every single Marvel movie, and I've seen most of them a second time, they're uh -huh. always better the second time. Because hmm. you're not, I don't have the expectations. That's another thing to remember. I can we, see that. Okay. The only comparison Marvel has now is to itself. You can right. compare it to DC if you want to, but it doesn't really fit. Or other superheroes, right, right. it doesn't really fit. All Marvel has to do is live up to Endgame at this point. Endgame is where it is. Yeah. And so I'm a fan of Endgame. I'm a fan of Marvel, of course. I was there mm -hmm. when Marvel was created. I started reading the very first issues of Fantastic Four and Spider-Man. Man, and how exciting. Threw them away. But in any case, <laughs> I would be a lot richer now. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go see everything they do, no matter what the reviews are. I don't care what the reviews are. I've got Disney right. Plus. I lectured yeah. at Disney. They gave me a deal. So I'm going to watch it all. There you go. So I don't care. It's yeah. still going to be better than virtually anything Zack Snyder does. I don't care. <laughs> so in any case. Copy that. All right. All right. It's still, going to be, it's, it's still they have, they're smart. They're love, love with the minions, heart with Ms. Marvel. Kevin okay. Feige is smart. And I he heard a rumor. I heard fan. a rumor that he was going to retire. Is. is that true that he's going to retire, Kevin Feige? I heard. I heard rumors going around that he was going to hang it up and and finally no, retire. I don't think so. Okay. I think he may okay. he may step back if he's got mm. people to replace him because he wants to do a Star Wars trilogy. Oh, he wants to do really? a Star Wars movie because Feige, the three Fs. Remember, Mark, Disney's three Fs: Filoni, Favreau, and Feige. Right. As far right, as I'm right, concerned, right. they're the best entertainment directors who are working today. All right. So there you go. Hopeful. Yeah. Rick's always hopeful. Oh, and also looking forward to it. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Remember, don't say I can't wait because you can wait. In fact, you're waiting right now. I never say I can't wait. I always say looking forward to it because that's true. Anyway. There you go. All right. Uh, All right. Yeah. Next, now it's time for the... the we we've gotten right close to the end here. We we kind of went through everything pretty quickly today. <laughs> well, I yeah, our, la our last stream was like almost over two hours or something like that. It was pretty long. Well, I had a lot to say, but then again, these last three, I I may have a lot to say. We'll see. Oh, what's your, is, is just two left? Two left. I well, there's uh there's three left. There's three left. There's three left. Oh, we've okay. got this this movie. Which is the Sea Beast. Okay. Oh, let me get the shirt. Bam. You recognize uh, this shirt? I have not seen the movie yet. This is, no, this isn't the Sea Beast. This is One Piece. This is a Japanese. This is oh, a oh, One Piece. This is a One Piece, but it's a Pirates Festival shirt. Gotcha. So the next movie is about pirates, and that is the Sea Beast. There we go. And the Sea Beast. Now, this is the yin yang for Netflix. Netflix. Sometimes Netflix can be really great because it lets a director do what he wants to do. So if the director wants to do a really good movie like Seabeast, then he can. So Moana was compromised. Big Hero 6 was compromised. So the director left Disney because the Disney guys always say, Disney is great to its actors. It's not all actors. They're not always as great to their director. And that's hmm. especially true in their animation department. So this director wanted to do 
a movie that was pure him. And he couldn't do it at Disney. They kept compromising the movies that he did. So he went to Netflix and he did the Seabees. And whatever you think of the plot of Seabees, Seabees is very much Moana. It has a lot of the same themes of nature and the sea that Moana does. Okay. The Sea Beast is this director's Moana Unchained, where they don't compromise it. It's what he wants. So hmm. whatever you see in that movie, and if you don't like it, it's his fault. It's not Disney's fault. But I can tell you, the animation in the Sea Beast is effing incredible. You know, that's design again. What you're looking for is design. What I'm talking about is the design is quintessential Pixar Disney. It's the animation itself. It's fluid. It's beyond fluid. It takes on, you know, you've heard about, you know, the uh, uncanny valley when, you know, you see an animated character yeah. and they're not real looking. This yeah. is the opposite of the uncanny valley. This is when an animated character is realer than real. Even though they don't look real, they move real. Oh, wow. Okay. There's an opening action sequence when the char this character there is Ahab, is an Ahab-like character who's trying to get this sea monster who gotcha. broke his leg. It's right out yeah. of Moby Dick. And his first-in-command, his first officer, goes after him. And that's at the beginning of the movie. I've watched that opening sequence. Well, not, it's not the opening sequence. The opening sequence starts with the female character. Then they go on to the sea. But when he's going after this sea beast to hurt his captain, the animation is extraordinary. Some of the wow. best animation I have ever seen. I was actually tempted to watch this, believe it or not. Watch the, just watch the first part. Just watch okay. up until he gets that creature. It's not the main creature. The sea beast is a completely different creature. But right. main creature, the creature at the beginning episode, watch that animation. Oh, my God. It's realer than real. It's extraordinary. And the rest of the movie is fine. It's heartwarming. It's Moana. It's Moby Dick. Yeah, that's the guy who goes after the creature. It has all sorts of things. It's entertaining. But, my gosh, the animation. The animation! <laughs> that shows you what animation is and what it can be. Just incredible. Just great animation. So now and let's go on the the other part of the Yang that, to the Yin. To the Yin. <laughs> which is do I have a shirt? I don't. By the way, uh One Piece has yeah. always been suggested to Samurai Guy. People are like, it's great, it's awesome. And I've watched clips from it. Yeah. And I was like, this is up my alley. I, I have oh, a feeling Netflix. I have a feeling I'm gonna love this show. And then well, I found out then I found then I found out the show was thirty thousand episodes in. I and I was like, Oh, well, that's not gonna happen now. <laughs> start with the movies. That's the problem with anime. Anime yeah. has there's so much of it. <laughs> Come on, it's, man. It's just fine. Uh, Netflix has some of the one piece movies. Okay. The movies. I'm not gonna be lost or anything like that. I don't Just think so. In. Okay. If you All are, right. you let me know. Okay, I will. I will. Yeah. But I really wanted to watch the show, and then I was like, oh, my God. All and right. On to, Here we go. On to the 
opposite end of Netflix. Yes. So we had we had the yin, beautiful, fluid yeah. animation, heartwarming, great story, great action set pieces. Yeah. And now Rick's Yang, <laughs> the great man, which I have not seen. I, I don't know if you I don't know if you saw my my trailer reaction. I was excited. I was excited. God bless. You know, once, once, once they started showing the action and then the cast that's in there. And, you know, I like the Russo brothers. I love Winter Soldier. So it's like I was excited because of the cast and seeing some of the action in the trailer. And then right at the I, was, I don't know, the, everyone, the reaction, everybody busted up because I'm like, yeah, woo, get them. Yeah. Oh, this is awesome. Let's go. And then right at the end, when it shows that it's PG-13, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I was like, boo. <laughs> Come on. Here's I know. Here's but that, that samurai guy's little hilarious yeah, rap there. Very, yeah, go I'm ahead. sorry you didn't see it because I would have loved to have known what you thought about it. I too. Yeah. You know, I love Endgame. Endgame is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Well, that's the Russo film. So I figured this was going to be great. I knew the book. I knew the original Gray Man. Uh, the oh. original Gray Man book. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm I'm semi I can't say why I'm affiliated with the book, but I am in a very distant way. And the book is basically a modern action version of Smiley, you know, the, the series of Jean Le Carre movies about the normal spy, the spy who's okay. not James Bond. And the reason right. that the gray man is called the gray man is that he's the best spy, because when he's in a room, no, don't show him. He's not the great. Okay. He's a bland man. He's not the great. <laughs> he's the bland spy, man. Okay. A good spy should be like Smiley, should be like Harry Palmer from the Harry Palmer movies that Michael Caine played. When he comes in a room, you shouldn't notice him. He should just right. blend in with the wall. He's gray. He should become gray. So that's what the concept of the book was. Gotcha. Okay. So in 20 minutes of this movie starting, I realized that the Russos, I couldn't believe this was a Russo Brothers movie because this oh. it was wow. as if the Russo Brothers saw a book title that they liked. Or, so, or Netflix said, well, here's some of the books that we own that you can make into a movie for us. And they say, hey, The Gray Man, that's an interesting title. Tell you what. Let's yeah. go. Let's, you know, yeah. Let me tell you a story that I learned in Hollywood. When I was working at the Twilight Zone in the 1980s, um, I learned the difference between working in, in Hollywood and working at home for New York publishers. When I wrote a book, I would bring it into the editor. And the editor would say, well, I don't like that the hero has blue eyes. Should, I think he should have green eyes. And we would discuss it. And then at the end, we'd either compromise or he would win or I would win. And then we would go out to lunch. And the uh, editor would pay for the lunch. When I went to Hollywood, and, you know, as a creative person, basically everything I create is my child. And I give my child. So I gave my child to the publisher. And the publisher said, blue eyes, green eyes, you know, maybe we can't. When you go to Hollywood and I give them my child, the producer will look at my child. And then the producer will gut my child, rip out all of the guts, 
throw them around the room, and then look at me and say, there, isn't that better? Wow. And you know what my job is as a screenwriter who is getting Hollywood money? My job is to reply, yes, that's better in such a convincing way that they don't fire me. Right. That's the difference between working in books and working in movies. So now, here we have the gray man. Fine book. And the Russos, for some reason, said, let's gut it and let's turn it into an assassination movie. Your favorite. You know how much I love those assassination movies. Your favorite. The movies where 25 to 40% of the people in the world are hitmen and women. And let's also make it a pod person James Bond. What if James Bond was a pod person from Invasion of the Body Snatchers? And so let's make it big budget and all over the world. And let's go everywhere. And let's, you know, make this the bland man into a soulless James Bond. Because Ryan Gosling, look at his face in that picture. Look, his, his body seems to be in action. But look at his face. Is his face in action? Go back to the other picture you have. Is his face, is he showing any emotion at all? Is he, look, he's about to kill a bunch of people. Is he showing any emotion? I'm trying to remember the movie I saw him in before. I think it was a space movie. What was it? It was a space movie where he was... He was DOA. He sh- oh yeah, he played Neil Armstrong. Oh, oh shit! And he played a pod person, Neil Armstrong. Oh shit! But Rick Anna de Armas is in it. Come oh, yeah, on! They sort of went. Do you want to take this check because we want to give you another moment from your James Bond movie? We want to remind everybody that we're doing a pod person James Bond. <laughs> and this movie is so in. I was so I was by the end of this movie I was enraged (laughs) I could not believe how bad this was Yeah, it had all my least favorite cliches they most of the movie is based on threatening a child it's all based on threatening a child and Mm. it's also all based on massive amounts of collateral damage All sorts of innocent people are being killed right and left all the time. There's no emotion. No one cares. Chris Evans is a sociopath, a homicidal sociopath. Is he a fun villain, though? I was looking looking forward. Okay, I was looking forward to seeing him. He was killing people right and left. He was threatening children. I am done with that. I am sick of that. Okay. I want action movies to be revolutionized by me where people cared again and people use guns the way and cars the way they're supposed, the way they actually work. I want to get the audience. And the Russos made me care about superheroes. They did. They made me care about no one in this movie. Everybody is a pod person. Everybody is a waste of human space. It is all about Awful people doing awful things all the time. And when she, and again, 
the ending of this movie was the final straw. The okay. ending was, you know, they were creating all sorts of emotion in me. And then at the end of the movie, they took me by my beard. They pulled me close to them. I'm gonna, they're going to be pulling me close to them. And then they did this. <laughs> and then they did this. <laughs> and then they did this. <laughs> and they did this. And then they did this. <laughs> this was one of the worst fuck you audience movies. Oh, man. Wow. This was, you know, fuck you. <laughs> Maybe because it does something that I already, <laughs> yeah, it does something I already mentioned that another movie did. But even worse, they do it okay. in a way that makes absolutely no sense. They do not feel the need to explain it in any way. I'm okay. going, how did that just happen? How did that happen? Fuck Rick, you. I'm not going to tell Rick, you. Rick, Rick, you're making me want to watch the movie. <laughs> I want you to watch the movie. I wish you had watched the movie. This, this was, to me, this was worse than Underground 6. Because Underground Six was, you know, Mike McKay. I expected it. I'm oh. like, I didn't expect oh, this of the Russo brothers. Oh shit! Who you know? Who made two of my favorite <laughs> movies? This was just like you know. Well, we don't give a shit anymore. We're going to collect the money. This yeah. is Netflix. So that's the difference between what Netflix can do well if you have a filmmaker who cares, and if yeah. you have a filmmaker who doesn't care. This is also what Netflix. It's the agony wow. and the ecstasy, man. Wow. Okay. I will ask I will ask you this. Yeah. You know how I am sometimes. Yeah. You know, I like badass movies. I told do, you what do, I is there a shot? Is there do I have a shot that I oh, might absolutely. actually like it? By the okay. way, this, this is called the action film autopsy. The action sucks. Because, <laughs> because ultimately it's it's that same kind of problem I always have with these guys. You could take you could take the fighters' heads and switch them without affecting the fight. They all right, fight right. in the exact same way. It's all cut to shit. It's all, oh, fast, all fast action. And it's I mean, it's not cut to shit. It's oh. cut to what is it's cut to crap. It's not cut <laughs> it's, to shit. It's okay. cut to crap. Okay. And by by and there's a lot of action. Okay. And also, a lot, of, and much of the action is extremely derivative. There's a scene that comes right out of the Living Daylights and Uncharted. They do another one of these things with the cargo plane again. It's hmm. the exact same sequence, except now with you know Ryan Gosling being a DO, DOA face. We can call him DOA face. <laughs> DOA face. You know, again with him showing no emotion whatsoever. So anything he does also doesn't involve any emotion. So hmm. I defy you not to find the fights boring by the middle okay. of the movie. To me, okay. they were boring and stupid by the middle of the movie. I thought, oh, this again. Again, they don't, nobody learns, nobody gets better, nobody gets uh -huh. worse. And in right. fact, they get, no, that's not true. They do get worse. As the oh. movie goes on, the action gets worse and worse and worse and worse. And the gray man gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. The final, wow. in the final fight scene he's in, yeah. It's like, where the, who the hell are you? You're nothing like this this character who's been in the rest of the film. Why do you suddenly suck so bad? 
Huh. It was kind of like the, it was like the fighting in Atomic Blonde. Yeah. Atomic Blonde, she just fluctuated in her fighting skill from scene to scene. Sometimes she was awesome, sometimes she was terrible. And you right, felt right. like they were they had thrown they had cut the movie to shreds and thrown it up in the air. And did, just did, you know, it, I'm assuming it, you didn't like I'm assuming you didn't you didn't like Atomic Blonde. I didn't love it. I mean, okay. I like um again, she kept fluctuating. Right. Some of the action scenes were good, but they didn't pay off again, and and the movie didn't flow. Was was, was Atomic crazy. Blonde better than The Gray Man? Yeah. Oh, without <laughs> question. I'm okay. trying to think of that. Of uh, Fury wasn't there was a there was a really good movie. With, uh, I mean, I like <clears throat> Black Widow. I didn't love Black Widow, but it certainly was better than Atomic Blonde. I know I am blanking on the great female fight movie. There's there must be a great female fight movie that I'm blanking on. Because I remember thinking, geez, that was great. That was wish I I wish they had and you know, and she fought she fought like a woman. She fought she fought smart rather than I know I'm yeah. I'll think of it someday. There's maybe, a lot of there's a lot of movies, so I'm not yeah. sure which one you're maybe but yeah, I, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. But in any case, so that brings us back to Marvel. Okay. Unless you want to talk about Grey Man some more. No, I haven't seen it, so I'm 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 uh, I was ex- I was excited. You see that movie, and we'll talk about what you thought in, in the August action film. <laughs> if I get around to it, we'll see. We'll see. I might review it. We'll see. Yeah, I'd, um, I'd love to hear what you thought. But, um, but, well, so it, was that, still, it was still hilarious hearing your thoughts on it. But that, that's it. Uh, the Gray Man is uh, the last one, I believe. No, it's not. It. No? What's, what, what are we missing? From these guys. We, did we talk about Thor last time? Oh my God! I completely forgot about Thor. You completely forgot. <laughs> I about completely Thor. forgot about Thor: Love and Blunder. I'm sorry. All right, but you All already right. did that, right? I already did. My audience already knows what I think, but they're here to hear what. what what's Uncle the mark Seth you gave? It? Hmm. What's the mark? What's the mark you gave? It? Um. Just like how quickly I forgot the movie, I actually forgot what I gave it. To be honest, I don't. I didn't give it an F. No, it doesn't. I think I gave it. A, I think I gave it a D or D minus really? or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's the deal. Go I ahead. would love. I would love to see. I'm waiting to see Thor: Love and Thunder the second time. Okay. Because in the first time, it was very clear to me that this is not the movie that that Taiki, Taika wanted to make. The it's movie not. Taika wanted to make is the four-hour one. The one that Taika oh, wanted to make was the three-part. Okay was three movies in one. In other words, he should have done at least, I would say, three 45-minute movies. It should have been a two-hour and 15. Wasn't it a two-hour and 15-minute movie? But I yes, too much it was. It because was. it should have been long. Because you, it was clear that we had a Guardians of the Galaxy film. Mm-hmm. We had a Thor film. And, and we had a Gore film. We had a Thor right. and a Gore film. Right. So we had three films. We had Thor with the Guardians of the Galaxy, followed by Gore getting his revenge, killing a bunch of gods. Mm-hmm. And then we had a Thor and Jane movie. Yeah. That's not what that's not what I saw. I saw right. part of Guardians. I saw part well, I saw virtually nothing of Gore. And right. mostly it was a comedy of, of, and also these were three different movies with three different tones. 
Although two, right. although the the bookends were common. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy and the Thor and Jane movie were were comedies, and gore was human suffering and torture and killing. Right. So obviously, when 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 Marvel saw the uh, four hour cut, they went, "Oh, we can't release this. We can't." The the the, the audience will be getting whiplash going from segment to segment. You know, you you go from Guardians of the Galaxy to gore. And then you go from Gore to Thor and Jane. And it's right. like, you know, you're going to get whiplash. So let's let's do what we can to cut it into a reasonable shape. And so that's the term I would use. I would give it a B at best. Okay. It's a reasonable movie. It's an entertaining movie. It's an interesting movie. Um, it is not successful. Wildly successful. It it's not? Work it, didn't, it wasn't a big hit? Or are you just talking about the movie? No, it was a big hit. I mean, because what's what's wonderful about Taika is that at least he makes a Taika Waititi movie, and and he's loved all over the world, and people will see it for what they want to see it. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's a New Zealand filmmaker, so it wasn't from. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of Taika. I love yeah. what we do in the shadows. So again, but, I'm looking forward to yeah. seeing. And also, have you seen uh, Our Flag Means Death? Yes. Yeah. We're, we're, we're enjoying that, too. That yeah. was him as well. So that's why I want to see it again, so I can relax now, and I can just see okay. it what it is, and I can see yeah. what he did and the smarts behind what he did. Because I had an issue. Yeah. You haven't seen the end of Our Flag Means Death yet, have you? No. No, not yet. Um, let's talk about that after you've seen the end of it. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's the same kind of thing where you have to go, hmm. Hmm. Okay. okay. Tonal shifts. Tonal shifts. Right. 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 Oh, that's it now. Now we're. So I, I. I get it. I get it. You know. Yeah. Um. Nobody wants to be in the theater. Majority of the casual audience doesn't want to be in the theater past four hours. I totally get it. I get that. But to, if to for me, if it was if it actually made the movie better and we got more scenes with Gore and showing him actually doing God butchering. Which is what I thought I was going to see. I, you know, I personally wouldn't have mind. I don't mind the length, but you know, everyone's different. So no, I, I would, get, I, I get would it. Be happy if this was as long as Zach's Justice League. If it was three hours, I'd have no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, what was the other one that I saw? Oh, the Batman. The Batman. Right. Was, so I think Marvel just said we want to. We don't want to be like DC. We want right. to have you know reasonable length. And also, the tone shifts are too strong. The one thing about Justice League and the Batman, there was no tone shifts in those. Those right. were all just no. <laughs> those were all just down tone. Yeah. You know. So so yeah, so they they had an interesting situation. And and again, they're having focus issues. Right. They're, well and and this hopefully they hopefully they, they start focusing. Hopefully. So tighten but, up uh, tighten up the focus. Right, right, right. Well, Another great episode. Hey, we actually uh, ended at a good time today. We didn't go to two two and a half hours. <laughs> hey, man, with me, it's always worth it. That's right. It's always worth it. It's always worth it. But sometimes I feel like when we go too long that I'm keeping you. <laughs> like, like well, you know, got to wrap it up. Rick has things to do. No, I don't. You know, okay. I, I, have, right. I have a bug to hunt down at the moment. But no, I love doing this. And since I, I'm not doing it every week or every uh, twice a month anymore. Yeah. I love talking, as you can tell, I love talking about this stuff. And this is 
this is my best opportunity because it's our action film offense. Yes, yes. So, so those go. of you, those of you that have just arrived, uh, go support Rick in the rise of Gru, baby. Don't That's worry. Right. Don't go worry ahead and check out Minions. It's way ahead. It's way ahead of all the animated movies that are out now. It's already gotten. Yeah. It's already gotten beyond six hundred million worldwide. Yes, yes, it has the best July Fourth opening in the history of film, not just animated film. Right, right. So don't worry. But about you got it. me. You got me. I, I actually, I think I'm going to watch Sea Beast with the with the missus. I want to check it out. Hour. First half hour at the very least. Yeah. I want to check it out. And all right, guys. All right, guys. Thank all of you for watching. All the badasses. Don't forget, guys. This Friday. We're going to have the Kung Fu Extravaganza Comic-Con recap episode. Recap and playlist. Yes, we're going to we're going to show some clips and some trailers and have some fun. That's right. And uh got to got to you guys got to make it. You got to be there Friday, this Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Who's that guy in the red mohawk there? Who did who they they, they, let, they let that guy in? That guy's insane. <laughs> but yeah, make sure you guys are there to hang out with us. You guys are always awesome. That's right uh follow rick that's right i put some information in the description box below of the video as always to keep up with rick always hilarious always fun and uh that's right keep supporting uh the future of marvel that's what i bought yesterday i bought a fat samurai shirt i bought it i didn't even ask for a freebie I bought, I wanted it after seeing him on the on the uh, the Kung Fu Extravaganza. I I had to I had to show my love. Well, I, I he appreciate was so it. Awesome. He was Thank so you, brother. Awesome Thank you so much. Thank you for showing support. How you, sir? About <laughs> All right, guys. You guys are awesome. Uh, Rick, don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys at the next one. Take care.